Welcome to episode 40 of Mainly Games. In this episode, we look at the best rolling rights, and we also look at a couple of Halloween games, Carnival Zombies 2nd Edition, and Ghost Love Candy 2, because it's almost Halloween. Are you ready? Do you have your candy? Do you know where your kids are? You should always know where your kids are. Seriously, you really should. Welcome to Mainly Games. I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. And here we are at episode number 40. I know. This is it. Yes, and we are in the Halloween kind of phase. We are indeed. It's in the middle of October. So we've been watching Halloween movies and shows. I feel like it, that is always a good time to do that, right? Playing Halloween games. Yes. That's not true. We did play Pandemic Legacy we Season 1 last did, night. We did. Yeah. We've also won a game we've been playing, we'll be talking about today, we played that kind of fits into that Halloween theme. Is it? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, both of them we were <laughs> talking about today. Both of them do. Yep. Yes, because we're talking go. about Carnival Zombie. We are. And Ghost Love Candy 2. There you go. They're yes. both very Halloween-y. Very Halloween-y. I love that word. halloween Me too. I like that. halloween halloween That's got to be a movie, right? halloween About a I wiener th- dog? I no, that's, that's Frankenweenie. Frank yeah. Yes. halloween could be the sequel to Frankenweenie. It could. We should watch the first one before we decide we on the sequel. We should. And figure out if there is a sequel. Well, everything needs a sequel, apparently. Well, apparent, yes, yeah. true. It's the rules. Yeah, Space Jam had a sequel. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so we did okay. finally watch Werewolf by Night. We did, finally. And everyone's been talking about how great the movie mm-hmm. was, built it up. It's Marvel. It's yep. done in black and white. Yes. It's done in the old style Like of, that classic universal horror theme. Right. I loved that. A couple of things that got me. Number one, I thought, why doesn't Universal lean into this? I know. I That's know. the thing, because they're missing the mark, I mean, huge, because yeah. they're the ones that created this entire horror, genre. horror black and white mm-hmm. genre. Mm-hmm. You know, yet Marvel and Disney are the ones that saying, hey, let's do this. It's yeah. popular. And meanwhile, Universal's like, let's stick Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Yes. You know, which I will be honest, I didn't hate. No, I liked that movie. But yeah. lean into that style of horror. I wish, I know they abandoned the whole thing, but they could have continued that Russell Crowe, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. They should thing have, yes. Very easily and not have to any reference to The Mummy at all. They, yeah. could, they could have easily done that, but instead they just shelved the entire thing. All I wanted to see is yes. Russell Crowe is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, turn into Mr. Hyde, yeah. kill everybody, yeah. and then just scream, are you not entertained? They, you know, he That's could have. because he was Gladiator? Yeah, I understand, yes. Did, yes. did you ever see that movie? I did see that movie. It's a good movie, um, right? Yeah, I did also Fine. want to see Angelina Jolie as the bride, too. She would be a perfect she bride. She would have been a really good bride. I did Brad really... Pitt disagrees, but <laughs> yeah, uh, right. too soon? Yes. Um, but no, I did want to see that. But anyway, instead they just shelved the whole thing. So maybe there's someone somewhere at Universal's trying to figure out how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're it, listening to our podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they are. They love board games. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Anyway, but maybe, maybe one day it will work. All right. Back to yes. <laughs> Werewolf okay. by Night. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was built up a lot. Everyone said how much yeah. they loved it. We're uh-huh. not going to go into spoilers if you're no. going to watch it. No. And... I think we landed in different areas afterwards. I th- oh, I completely think we did, yeah. So we get done with it, and Alex looks at me and she says, that was my favorite Marvel movie ever. I did, yes. That was my favorite. Okay, that that statement cannot be backed up <laughs> by any sense of reality. I think because I liked the, the way it played tribute to all of those horror, I was like, yes, I would watch that again. 
Okay, okay, yeah, that's high praise. Okay, but yeah. no. Okay, I think you could say that's my favorite Marvel TV show ever, maybe. Yeah, true. Or streaming. I guess maybe I have just a bad taste. Marvel kind of went a little crazy there for a while in terms of their movies. So all I'm thinking of their movies right now is like <clears throat> the craziness, right? Yeah, I think you're, because you like the retro, you like, uh-huh. you, you're not very deep into the comics. So no. they bring up the obscure people, you're like, who is that? Yeah. So yeah. you like the main, you know, the yes, ones you've. Yes are more pop culture and stuff. Yeah. So, and you think Doctor Strange kind of went a bit bizarre. I did, which I did like that because I liked that horror thing, but it didn't have the Marvel feel to it. But still, Endgame is probably the best Marvel movie. But now, okay, Werewolf by Night. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. My biggest gripe was the fact that it ended too soon. Oh, it was only 55 minutes. Yeah, because even at the end where they're having like a... I won't tell you the scene, but there's a scene towards the end yeah. and you're kind of like, well, this feels like an end scene. And yep. then I thought, well, it can't be the end. Yeah. And then I, I hit the remote. You know how you can hit it yeah, to see yeah. how much, how long mm-hmm. is left. Sure enough. I'm like, they're about to end this they're movie. About to end this. And it did surprise me. They didn't do any like bonus thing. Right. The end credit scene. I maybe they would tie this in using someone else to the canon. They right. didn't do that. This is just a standalone fun thing that they did. This has no impact in anything. Uh, maybe it will. But it um, it's... But and I, don't think, I don't think it will. But anyway, I don't know. Um, I liked it. I loved the idea of it because it's the classic horror. I think they could have went longer, which is rare for me to say about a Marvel movie. Yes. Because honestly, they could have went longer and there wasn't a lot of character development. Yeah. So, true. but anyway, all right. So that's where by yeah. night. Um, Black Adam is actually getting whooped on the critic reviews. Really? But you know what that means to me? That means I'm going to like it. Yeah, true. If they aren't liking it, I will probably like it. Yeah. I'm still going to be there, front row, watching The Rock be Black Adam. When are you going to go see it? I don't know. That, that's the problem. Sometime yeah. next week. Yeah. So, you can go see it Saturday. Yeah. And all of our friends at the game night last night, we're all going this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I'm like, well, I won't be talking to you no. until, you know, next week because yep, I know. my friends are notoriously bad about <laughs> yeah. ruining things. Yeah. Oh, although I did kind of say, hey, did you guys see there's, there was a spoiler leaked online? And immediately both of them started screaming, no, 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 no. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Now's the time I could tell you. Yeah, yeah. Now you can but get some I, revenge. But I didn't. No. I didn't. Good for you. Okay, so anyway, okay. yeah. And they went through all these other movies we need to watch. Like Zev sat there and showed us all these things we need to watch on TV. And then he went down the Korean horror yes. rabbit hole, which there are so many good Korean horror movies we I haven't seen. I didn't realize that there was such a genre. Like, I mean, yes. the zombie ones look incredible. Oh, they look amazing. I'm oh, like, oh, so, wow. A lot yeah. of catching up to do. Yes. Ma- meanwhile, I'm on the IT crowd on Netflix, which you have not watched that at no. all. No. Have you? Do you like it? It's really good. It's okay. it's I, it's a train wreck, but I love watching it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So now we're going to talk about Kickstarters. Okay. Um, before we go into our reviews, because we haven't mentioned Kickstarters for a while. Yep. Now Kickstarters, we've got several games here on Kickstarter to look at. Um, several of them. One of them we saw at Gen Con, and that is the Stifling Dark. Yeah. That one, just the appearance of it on the board looks really good. It's only funded in $135,000, which surprises me. Yeah. I think because these people haven't seen the game. I bet the majority of the people that have backed this have actually seen the physical game. This game looks good. It was one that you walk by and you go, wow. It's hidden movement, but the cool mechanic in this is is there's like a cone that goes in front of each person yes, and it I goes this. out and you can rotate the cone and that's where you're shining your flashlight. 
So you can see if the person is in that cone. So yeah. within your flashlight beam. Yeah. That is, it's pretty brilliant. I remember seeing that at Gen Con and I do, I do like that. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. We, um, I haven't backed it yet. I probably will end up backing it, but yeah. it's, it's I'm amazed good... it hasn't reached its pledge right now. But no, it's reached it. The pledge is only twenty thousand dollars. Oh, twenty thousand! Wow. Yeah. I thought there was an extra zero. No, there. no, 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 no. It was. It's reached it, but it's still. I think it should be getting a lot more. This is one probably if the gameplay matches how well designed the board is, it's going to be one that's going to have to have a second printing because it's going to sell out quick. Yeah. And that is that's a big if because these these hidden movement games are hard to nail. The last one yeah. that nailed nailed it was mind management. Mind management mm-hmm. just hit it out of the park. Speaking of mind management, yeah, because I love that company. I'm like, you know what? Yep. And that is a big. It's a plus and also a problem. If I like a game from someone, I will immediately back their second game. Yes, yes. I've kind of not slowed down on that, but now I'm a bit more hesitant, cautious, because I've got to look at that second game and say, hey, is this similar? I mean, is it going to be? Or do I need to reevaluate if I'm going to like it? I'm talking about Scandalo. Yep. From, um, they originally did Awkward Guests. Yes. And that one is the same style, but I didn't really like the genre of the whole Scandal things. But this is called Harrow County. It looks very good. It's by the mind management people. It does look really good. Off the page Mm -hmm. games. It's more, but it's an asymmetrical. But the big thing that has me from not backing this is it's one versus one. Yeah. Though, and then you have an option for a third player. But those don't hit the table no. that often. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, that does surprise me that they would do that. But I can kind of see that because my management is one versus many. So right. they're trying something a little different here. But yeah, I can see. We would not play that one, unfortunately. No, no, I don't Which think so. Which makes me sad because I would have probably backed it if it was not that. Oh, I was right there on the verge of backing it. But the 1v1 yeah. kind of said, ah. Uh, because honestly, I like it. Yeah. But those don't hit the table no. that much. I mean, I, yeah. So not a lot of these do yeah. hit the table. All right. So besides that, um, Old okay. Sworn is back on Kickstarter. Nice. That one, really, we don't need to talk about. Everyone knows about Old Sworn. Yeah. It's hit the table. It's a dungeon crawl with the most incredible minis out there. Oh, those there. minis are incredible. Yeah. So that, and it's mm-hmm. the second printing. I think there's an upgrade from the first to the second, too. It's like an upgrade pack. Okay. It's like $15. So it's not bad. Is that something you we're going to have to add on? We are going to have to yeah, add that on. Yeah, We're so far invested in this. Yes. So, all right. Old Sworn's on there. Also, another one is Grindhouse. Yeah. Season two. We reviewed this on the channel. Yeah. This one has not hit its goal yet. Grindhouse, we gave a positive review. Mm-hmm. It's a good game, but it's not worth the cost they I asking. know. I told you to go back this, and then you said, look at the price, and I said, no, don't back that. Yeah. It's not worth what is it? $100? It's $60. $60. For, for the first one. And then for everything, it's 100 Wow. And it's just, it's not worth it. No. And I don't know why they go, I, I don't understand that. So I really think this this could be a huge hit Yeah. if they would lower the price. Yeah. And I, as I much understand as, things are going up, but that, I think, took it to a different yeah, as much as different I level. as much as I like the game, I just I can't imagine spending sixty or hundred dollars on this game. Yeah, no, not at all. No. So all right. So besides that one, then we've also got this is okay. This is Race to the Raft, and this is by the Isle of Cats people. Yes, and I do see somebody in our gaming group is back in this, and they have all the Isle of Cats. So it looks it looks cute. And yeah. you know what, Isle of Cats, 
we were late in the game in that. Mm-hmm. I like I Love Cats. Mm-hmm. I love their roll and write, explore yep. and draw. I don't think I've done that one, right? It's good. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. should play that. I've got that here. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it looks cute. If you yeah. like the genre of I Love Cats, it's kind of an instant back for you. So, all right. Also, Wonderland's War. The expansion and the reprint. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, so this is already this has already raised half a million dollars, and I can see that this one is. Actually, I'm surprised it hasn't raised a little more. Well, I think most people can buy it in the secondary market now. There's a lot of those out there. True. So this one we keep going back and forth on backing. You love the game. I do. I really, really like this game. Yeah, and I'm. I'm mediocre on it. I like it. I don't know how often it's going to hit the table. That's the yeah. thing. And I'd rather honestly go up. This is one for me. I like to go to a game night. Somebody already has set up. I sit yeah. down and I play it. Yeah. Because it's it's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So, it, is a ba- it is a massive game. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. So the other one is Mosaic, which is people are getting now and raving about. We haven't had a chance to play it. But this is the Wars and Disasters expansion. And the Premium Colossus Edition. Mm. So this Colossus Edition is huge. Yeah. It is, I mean, it is like Foundations of Rome big. Really? Yes. So looking through this, it's pretty impressive. You know, I was just looking at the one on the wall. That's 115 right? That, I feel like, is worth the money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, I know. I, yeah. I agree. I do, do like to it. to say, because I know that... Their board game costs that are the same no matter what, but right. you know sometimes it's a little different. It is all right. So, yeah. all right, yeah. And then then you've got in the heart of darkness. This looks interesting mainly because it's launching at the right time. I like the artwork in this. It's a fairly inexpensive game. It comes with standees, probably why. But I don't know. It's nice. Forty four dollars. You can get it and try it out. It's only raised thirty eight thousand. I like to find these smaller. Yeah. These indie games. And then... What was their goal? Their goal... They hit their goal on that okay, one. Okay, that's good. $4,000. Oh, that's so good. They were I always like when the indie people have like a reasonable goal. They're yes. not thinking they're going to raise like half a million dollars. They know. Yeah. yeah. And then... All right. So the other mm-hmm. one is totally not even board game adjacent. No. Velocipaster 2. Great movie. Okay. This Well, I should say it's not a great movie. It's a B movie by every definition. Horrible movie. Yes. So for you that love <laughs> horror and like B movies or whatever, this is brilliant. I mean, look up look up the reviews on IMDb yeah. the, if you don't believe me. This thing has like eight, nines, tens across the board. I was going to say, it, has, it's ve- it ranked very high. People are uh, like, this is probably, this is the best two hours I've ever spent in my life. The whole thing is, let me tell you one scene where the guy is coming out and anyway, there's a part where his family blows up in a car. You know, boom, they, you see him getting into a car, goes back to him. And then you hear an explosion, you go back to the street. But now the whole street is empty, and it just has the words that say, visual effect, car on fire. Yes. Because they could not afford the visual effects. of the, It's it's brilliant. So this is Velocipaster yep. 2. Not being funded right now, but they have raised $59,000, which is impressive. So. Pretty okay. Good. Considering the first movie was only done for like 30,000, right? Which is crazy. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and review Carnival Zombie. Carnival Zombie second edition is one that we've played several times. Mm-hmm. It's to 2019 is when it came out on Kickstarter. Yes. So we've been waiting for this for quite a while. Yeah, 3 years. 3 years. Mm-hmm. Finally it came. I never played the first edition. Very excited for this to hit the table. Yep. So 
we finally had this hit. Now, pretty much, there's a lot going on in this, but what it really is, is you're a group of survivors that are fleeing Venice. Yeah. And you are... You are in the center of this circular board, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a tower defense as the zombies start coming towards you, Mm -hmm. and they're cubes. Yes. But the bosses in this one are minis. I think in the standard edition, they're they're standees. standees. Yeah. But they start coming towards you, and you can then move, fire, and you've got four hours every day Mm -hmm. to prepare for the the battle battle at night. And then you've got four hours at night to defend yourself for the battle. Then after you finish that battle... Then you go ahead and leave to the north, south, east, and west. And wherever you leave, there's a second map up in the corner of the board. This is your group marker. So you're going to slowly try to make it from your starting location to one of the exit points where the finale begins. It could be a bridge, an airship. A boat. A boat. Mm -hmm. So you're going to make it through there. And depending on how far you go during the day, you have that remaining hours at night to prepare for yeah. the battle mm-hmm. so really it's going to be three battles you're going to take in the course of this game yeah and then the finale now there's easy medium and hard you could get further back on the hard yeah more bosses show up every night mm-hmm. and there's further to go so there's less time to rest and prepare correct so that is really this in a nutshell yeah there's a lot going on there is this. a lot in this game but that's pretty much yeah. the way the game is played yeah and there's also one other really neat mechanic on when you kill the zombies or these cubes, you're going to drop them on this little, it's like a little board about yeah. probably four inches wide or it four inches like long. A, it looks like a boat. Right. Look, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're going to drop the cubes on there and that's a pile of corpses. You drop them on from any height. Yeah. But any cubes that fall off go back on the board. Yeah. They go in your, your section. Now that doesn't sound like it's it's really cool, but it's... It's brilliant. It's very cool. It adds to that, you know, you're, you're killing all these zombies and now you have to put them on this board and, you know, the pile builds. So then you have that stress of, uh-oh, I've just killed all these, but now some are going to go back and uh, it's, it, it adds to it. It's one of those we read about yeah. and I thought, you know what, it's not going to be great. And yeah. I had a, had a couple of guys over playing it. But towards the end, yeah. when you drop them, yeah. everybody held their breath. They're like, oh, come on, come on. No. Yes. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, wow, yeah. it, it actually works. It works really good. It's dexterity, but not mm-hmm. really dexterity. So, okay, components on this are great. Oh, my goodness. What did you think? So when we first sat down to play this game, we were doing the daytime stuff, and I was like, ugh, I do not like this game. I am not going to like this game. But then we got to the nighttime, and we were actually fighting the zombies, and I'm like, okay, this game is good. I really like how uh, you're fighting. I like how your character actions work. I like all those things. It's very... That is really good. I kind of... The daytime actions are just so you can get to the nighttime stuff. Right. Essentially, right? I really like that. I really like how the f- you have a final battle so that you have the first two night times and it's the same thing. But then the final one is epic and it's amazing. So I do... I really, really like that. Um, I One thing I will say is that the rule book... So there's a player aid, thank goodness, because if there wasn't, you'd be like living in that rule book and that would get very, very annoying. Um... But the rule book, there's a lot of terminology in this game 
that yes. makes it a, a little difficult. You kind of like, what are you talking about? And you just got to keep referring to that rule book over and over and over again. But I, once you have it, you're good. Right. But those first couple of rounds, it's very clunky. But then it gets smoother as you know their terminology and what's going on. And I agree. The rule book is yeah. a disaster. And that's the biggest. Yeah. And honestly, because there's so much going on in this game. Yes. Once you learn the game, it's yeah. not that difficult. No. But the rule book makes you hesitant. Yes. And the one thing I say about this game is if you can survive the rule book, you will like the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think the majority of people will mm-hmm. like the game. But I think a lot of people will not make it past the rule no. book. Yeah. And really part of it is their own fault because they like to use, they like to have it immersive. Like there are certain quadrants in this, right? And mm-hmm. lanes. They like to call them the cave or the pit, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cute. But... When you're trying to read the rule book to just get that information, you're like, okay, wait, the cave, is that the lane or is that the quadrant? Yeah. And you're like, I got to go back and look at that. Little terminology like that is throughout the book mm-hmm. that just adds to the confusion of this game. Yeah. That's not that difficult of a game. No, it's not. It's That's not a the difficult problem. Game. Yeah. Now, I will say the cubes, initially, I thought these cubes, we like Zombie Side. That was one of our first yeah. games to kind of bring out and get a lot of things because it was a good gateway game. Yeah. It looked good on the table and it was yep. simple yep. to get people in. Yep. I did not know if these cubes would work. And let me tell you, the cubes work. The cubes really do. At first, you told me they were just cubes rather than zombies. And I was like, oh, that's sad. But now I'm like, okay, I'm glad they do the cubes. Yeah. So I don't feel like there's this burning, like I don't feel the pressure to paint all those minis and then have hundreds of zombies. I'm right. like, I can reasonably paint those minis quite quickly. You mean the cubes? Yeah, I'm I just mean, kidding. Like, no, yeah, the minis you know for the heroes. I mean? Yeah, the minis for the heroes. And the bosses, too. There are minis for the bosses, and I like that. You're not so overwhelmed as soon as you open the box. Right, because really, yeah. these zombies, or infected in this game, are just yeah. cannon fodder. Yes. So there's no reason to have... I mean, if you decide to put minis for all these, all of a sudden you've got... This box is big enough as yes. it is. Which it all fits nicely in that box, it does. which is genius. But yeah. if they had the minis, you have three or four boxes yeah. to take up an entire shelf, yeah. which is the modern way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they didn't. Yes. They put the attention to detail and these minis yeah. where they needed to. Yep. These bosses look incredible. The heroes look great. Yeah. So they put the attention to detail into those yeah. and then just use the cannon fodder as cubes. Yeah. That is great. That it's it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, and again, the the final battle is fantastic. Yeah. So now the artwork on this is brilliant. The one thing of the board is the palette. Sometimes things can get lost in it, but it also it fits into the whole scheme Theme. of the entire board. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would agree. So I will say, although it is swinging random, but really any tower defense game like this is because yeah. it depends on what you draw for each quadrant. Correct. This is a fantastic game. Oh, this game is amazing. It is yes. very highly recommended. Oh, yeah. And it's hit the table a lot already. Uh-huh. And it's going to hit the table a lot more. Oh, yeah. Because Definitely. it's one of those that you leave and you're like, all right, I want to run it back. Yeah. And I want to head instead of the boat. I want to go to the airship this time. And let's start I on like this that, difficulty. The way you can play it next time, something different. Right. Yeah. I and like we that. haven't even gotten started on the whole fact there are variations. Yes. There are all these different variations and a back of a board that has new scenarios and things yeah. that you can play. And also, if you don't want to do the whole campaign, which are three battles and the finale, you can just jump directly to the finale. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's so many options in this game. It is a, it's, it's very strongly recommended. Oh, uh, yeah. This game is a keeper for sure. Yep. Yeah. So, 
All right, it's so, going on our shelf, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if we can find a spot big enough for that, I'm sure we can. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure we can. So, We're going to do it. All right, that is Carnival Zombie Second Edition. Yes. Loved it. Yeah. All right, so the other one is really the other side of the spectrum. Oh, my goodness. And These two could not be further apart. No, and that is also <laughs> off, the, off the press because yeah. this is a brand new game we got at Gen Con. Yeah. And this is Ghost Love Candy 2. Two. T-O-O, yes. not, not T-W-O. So pretty much in Ghost Love Candy 2, the players, which are you guys, play the part of ghosts trying to scare trick-or-treaters and get their candy. But try to scare them too bad. Because if you do, do, the cards with the kids on them go into your stash and give you negative two points. So you've got a kid deck, and then you've got kids in the neighborhood in front of you. Mm-hmm. So these kids in the neighborhood have their picture. They also have a number, which is their breaking point. That's the point at which this kid is going to get scared. scared. Yeah. They have an ability that mm-hmm. activates when you haunt that kid. Correct. Then at the bottom, they have the points they're worth, which are usually negative two. Mm-hmm. Other ones can be worth a Something. little bit more, yeah. Now, each player is then given a colored ghost deck of whatever color they choose, black, yellow, pink, blue, and there are nine cards valued one through nine. Yep. So also you're given these things called cravings cards. On one of them is, on one side is the player aid, where it tells you the phase and the rules. And on the other one, it shows you what each trait is worth to you. So what you like most. For example, lollipops might be worth five, and then candy corn four, black licorice three, all the way through. So everybody's going to have these hidden kind of objective cards and set collection in the back that they look at. So theirs are going to be worth differently. You're going to have different people going for different treats. Yes. And there's also junk treats in there like ketchup packets, toothbrushes, or they're worth negative one. So then every all the players get a treat in their stash. That all the treats, you're going to put a treat over each kid in the neighborhood. If they have a junk treat, they get a second one because every kid needs a real treat. And then everybody puts a card face down from their ghost deck, and then you reveal the highest number card goes first. If there's a tie, you look at each person gets a top of the kid deck and compares the numbers and then moves forward. So phase one, you place the treats, which is what you did on top of it. Phase two, decide the order. That's where you put the card down, flip it over. Phase three, that's when each person takes their turn in turn order. You place the ghost in front of a kid. You take the treats in front of that kid. Or, and then you also activate that kid's ability. If it activates, some abilities on kids activate at in-game or when they're in your stash. But the majority activate when you hit them. Not hit them. Don't hit children. <laughs> Just say it. When you scare them. Yes. You put it forward. And then if that kid is scared, then that kid goes to your hand. Yeah. And then it's, it's then refilled and the next person goes. And that's it. You continue like that till everyone has used their ghost cards, which is normally nine rounds, Mm -hmm. and then you add them all up. Yeah. So you add up your treats and any negative or plus things you have from the kids, and the most points wins. That is Ghost Love Candy 2. There you go. All right, so what did you think? So I, at first, when we played this game, I was like, this was a great game. I really liked it. And now that I've been sitting on it for a little bit, I just don't know when we're going to play this. I know we're going to play it at Halloween time. Right. But... I don't know. I feel like for a kid's game, thankfully they have at the end of the rule book those variations. So you can simplify it and adapt it and change it to make it more kid-friendly. So, for example, you don't have to read the, um, the, the, the text on the card of the kid for kids. You just 
purely do the the scare points and stuff, right? Right. Um, but then you have to do the math of making sure they're not scared and all that stuff, right? So you've got that as a kid game. And then I'm like, I don't know. Like, we played it with adults and they enjoyed it. But I don't know if every adult would enjoy playing this game. We also I play think- it with adults that have kids. So True. we're all playing it in the same mind yes. mindset because, yeah. you know... Jose and I were looking at uh-huh. it as, as will our kids like it yes. too. So that's kind of what we did yeah. as far as that goes. But I think kids would love it. Our kids are probably a bit too young. But like yeah. you mentioned, you can discard the yeah. abilities and only use the numbers. Yeah. Which honestly learns, I mean, teaches the kids math. Yeah. So, but the biggest, the star of this game is the artwork. I was going to say, the thing that saves it to make me think adults might want to play this is that the card artwork is amazing it like is. it's a parody kind of thing you know right and that i think helps adults enjoy the game right like there's yeah. a there's a lady dressed in like um space stuff and it's mm-hmm. space trek fan yes you know no space fan or something yes yeah yes. and then, yeah. then there's mm-hmm. one i mean there's one like looks like breaking bad called the chemist which is mm-hmm. pretty funny and there are all these kids dressed like this so yeah. it's very parody smash up style things yes yes and that's really that that's yeah. pretty brilliant. That's a brilliant part of the game. And there's like a hundred of these cards. Oh, the kid the, the kid deck is huge. Huge. It's amazing. Yeah. So I thought we would get through all of them. We did not. No, we didn't no. get through many at all. No. The, and you can play up to six players. <laughs> uh-huh. The other thing is that is a gripe about most of these card games like this is the ability cards are hard to read depending on where you're sitting. True. Yeah. So you need to kind of make sure you're organized close enough to read the ability yeah. card because you might forget about something yeah then someone else activates it and you're like wait what yeah so it's really neat and there's like a take that mechanic as well about certain abilities let you take a treat from someone else yeah yeah and it's a fun it is a light family weight game it's very light yeah and, and i do like how it introduces set collecting for kids because there's not many kid games that do that right yeah so yeah. i honestly i like the game a lot yeah. and will it only hit the table probably during this season yes it yes. will but let's be honest majority of our games are lucky to hit the table once a year yeah so if this does hit it three or four times in that season then it's yeah. definitely worth it yeah and it's quick it's exactly what you're looking for in a family game. I didn't realize game. it played up to six plays. I think that would be help too. Because then you can, when you're doing your, like you've got your Halloween game nights. That would be utter yeah. chaos. We should probably play that in six because we I should. do think six is the way to go with that. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's great. It hit, it checks all the boxes. Yep. It's quick. It's quirky. The artwork's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It goes out quick, goes back in the box quick. So I think, again, this is recommended. We haven't played the first one, Ghost Love Candy. But this is Ghost Love Candy 2, T-O-O. T-O-O. So recommended. So we've reviewed two really good games. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go on to our list. We like to grab a list of different times. And this list we have got, this is the best Roll and Write board games for 2022. Yes. So this is by IGN. So we're going to see what they say are the best rolling rights. And we're going to do our list of rolling rights later. Yes, okay. But this one, afterwards, we're going to see what we would add to this. You love rolling rights. You probably love them more than I do. I do. I You asked, you were on the phone to someone the other day, and someone was, you were talking about the favorite board game mechanics. And I yes. said, rolling right, dungeon crawls, and deck builders. They're probably my top three. I agree. Yeah. So I do. I, I don't know if you would have um, rolling rights in your top three mechanic, though. I don't know. That's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, li- I like rolling rights. It yeah. really depends. All right, so all right, yeah. so th- here it is. The first one, uh, Clever Cubed, which is pretty much That's So Clever. Yep. 
So that's a new version of it. Yes, mm-hmm. I love. I like that so clever. Yeah, Don't you? Yeah, I do. I like that game. It hasn't hit the table much. No, it hit when we first got it. it hit the table all the time. Yes, I think we just played it so much, and we even got the second one. Yeah. But the second one was good, but so similar to the first one. Yeah. That it didn't hit the table a lot. Yeah. But I will agree with this be on the list because this yep. is it's a great game. Yep. And it's really fun. The mechanics are great. I yep. think both. I actually of these... didn't know it was on the list, and I had it on my list. Did so, you? Yeah. See, there you go. There you go. That's so, so clever. Yep, I'm at taking it off my list. All right. So the next one is this. Sadly, we have not played. I do really want to play this I game. Though. Really want. It's we, sitting in here, staring at us, watching. We even us. talked about it last night. Yep. And it is Super Skill Pinball. Ramp it up. Yep. So Super Skill Pinball. I love pinball. Yep. I love rolling rights. There you go. And it's. Sadly, this is still sitting on our shelf of not shame, but opportunity. Yes. So hey, hey. it's sitting right behind me, and we need I need to just get it out and that go. That should be our mission this week. Play super skill pinball. There you go. Yeah, because there's a Star Trek themed one, and I I want to play that. I want to yeah. play all these. So all right. Next on the list is Welcome To, which if you're thinking rolling right, you have to have Welcome yeah, To. Yeah, Welcome To is yeah. just it's it's it, really it's yeah. not the OG, but it's kind of, I think, almost one of I think of it's it. what made Roland Wright's popular. I don't know. There's a lot of Roland... Well, for me, for me, it's the one that made it made me realize you can do so many people in a Roland Wright. Mm-hmm. That when they started yeah, true, true, true. boasting 100, I yeah. was like, oof, and you play it, and you're like... And it's one of those is, things that became, I felt, became really popular during the pandemic, because people could play it on their computers right. across the And they had stuff. all these different yeah. styles you mm-hmm. could do, and it's... That is a fun one. Welcome to... And there's yeah. so many different variations. I do like all those variations. Which we haven't done, all the yeah. Halloween ones and all that. But yeah. that's... Yeah, so Welcome To is a must. Yep. I really like Welcome To. The next one, I'm not sure where I fall on. Really? Railroad Inc. Yeah. What do you think about Railroad Inc.? I liked Rolling, uh, Railroad Inc. I liked it. I didn't love it. I don't know. I, I think when we played it, I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But I wasn't really eager to pull it back out. Really? And I don't know why. It's one of those I didn't like as much as I thought I would. I am trying to remember. I liked it. But you didn't love it. We haven't played it again since, but there were a lot no, true, to play. Me. Um, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember playing it and liking it, but I don't remember my exact thoughts on it. I'll have yeah. to open it back up and try and figure that out. So this is, um, anyway, this is, there are several different editions yeah. of this. This is a deep blue edition they talk yellow. about. Yeah, yeah, there's shining yellow, blazing yeah. red, lush green. So pretty yeah. much is where it takes place in the world. Yes. Is where you're building this railroad, and that's what pretty much what the game is. The games are very similar. Oh, yeah. They even said once you have one, you don't need really the other ones. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have the yeah. yellow one, I believe. Yeah, I think we do. So, all right, the next one is Next Station London. Yeah. So this is a flipping right, not a rolling right. This is one I haven't played yet but it's i mean reading through it it sounds interesting yeah it does. what i like about these rolling rights is the price normally is low yes that's that's a nice thing about rolling rights rolling rights normally there's a few exceptions there are there's one coming up <laughs> yes um that you know they're normally affordable like because the article we're looking at has links to Amazon, and you could easily just add them to the Amazon cart and not feel the a huge pinch right and they're probably more inexpensive at a mm-hmm. game store or something so yeah. it's so yeah, Next Station London, haven't played yes. it. Looking forward to that. Um, this one, this next one, I really agree, and I'm glad this made the list. Uh, me too. I saw this and I was like, okay, I agree with this list. Because yes. this is normally ignored when you hear most people talk about rolling rights. Correct. 
And this is Dinosaur Island Raw and Right. Yes. This is probably up there in one of my favorite Roll and Rights. If not, this one and another one are probably tied. Yeah. I probably have three at the top. But this one... I would definitely agree. This one is amazing. I'm actually surprised it's lower on the list. I would have put this kind of as the first thing. Yeah, I agree. This yeah. is... Because it's so unique. Yeah. And it oh, actually... It, it captures Dinosaur Island... In a Roll and Right. In a Roll and Right. Correct, yes. I mean, we have played this... A lot. We've played it a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And yeah, that one... I, I can't if you first of all if you like Roland Wright yeah and if you like Dinosaur Island this is a no brainer yeah. to try even if you just like Dinosaur Island and you want to try a Roland Wright try this one yeah. it's it's a fantastic this is a good one game and it hits a table we love Dinosaur Island and Dinosaur mm-hmm. World this hits a table more because it comes out quicker yes it's easier to teach yes and it's it goes back in the box everything on this is is quicker and you also have that same feel. I would completely agree. You're right. It is quicker. So when you want, when you're doing game night and want to get a couple of games to play, and rather than pulling out Dinosaur Island, which takes a long time to set up, yada yada, right? This bam, gone, done. Yep, I agree. Next with that. game, yeah. Next one is Cartographers. Cartographers is another one I will have to say we have not played. Yeah, I was going to say we have not played this one. I don't know where we have been, but we. Have but that not... is actually changing tonight. Oh, really? I we, did not know that. We are playing Cartographers tonight. Oh, so come back next week and hear our thoughts. Yes. So I am excited on okay. this. Okay. I did not know we're because playing this one tonight. This is an. It's a role player in the role yeah. player universe, which you have not played role player yet. No. I have. Which I do really not. want to play that yes, game. Yes. We. Need, but anyway, Cartographers. I am fighting to keep that up um, from being. Um, Taken off. Taken yeah, off our shelves. I know. It's been I am the... fighting for role players so bad. It's been in the last chance saloon for, <laughs> for a, while. a long time. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, cartographers. And the, the next, next one, one is Longshot the Dice Game, which I'm so glad that's here. Because, can I tell you? So, before we started this podcast, I actually went to BGG and looked up all the games that are listed as Roll and Write. First of all, there's a very strict criteria of what is a Roll and Write. And is what this isn't. considered a Roll this and Write? This was on the list. Really? This was considered, yeah. And so I was like, good. And then I saw it on this list, and I because I had it on my list of games. And I saw it on this, so I'm happy. Good job. I would not have they put this. I guess technically it is a roll and write. It is a roll and write, correct. But I don't know why I would not have put this as a roll and write. I think as you associate it with um, Camel Up and stuff like that, you don't think of it as a roll and write in its own right. Uh, you know, you, you said it right uh-huh. twice. But no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree because yeah. I, I don't, I just don't see it as yeah. a roll. But you're right. You see it, it as is. like a large party game kind of thing, not I as do. a roll. Yeah, I yeah. do. So. Okay, yeah. I mean, if this is a roll and write, I completely agree. I completely agree. This, this is, is another a great one game. That we hits played the it the other day. Other day, lot. it was a great game. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. It's yeah. easy to go. It's it's again one I think you should play twice. Yes. Because the second time you're going to kind of know what's happening a yeah, bit more. I do, and it's quick enough to be able to do that all in the same night. You can right. even play it a couple of times in the same night. Yeah. Two or three, four. Yeah. I agree. Next one. I did. I saw at Gen Con Vengeance Roland Fight. Yes, and yes. you ended up buying this at Gen Con. I did end up buying it. We'd also backed it on Kickstarter too, if I remember correctly. Oh, you're right. We yes. did. So anyway, no, I haven't opened this one yet since Gen Con, but it's on my list of games to play soon. Yes. So this one was. A, I really enjoyed this game. It was really good. It did some stuff that I really liked. So yeah, this is a good game. Yeah, I'm excited it is a little bit one. more expensive for a roll and write, but I can see it is a little deeper. So is I can it? see, yeah, I can see why. Now, yeah. time wise, tell me an hour at this probably. I think it's an hour. Yeah, I needed a demo, which was like one okay. one round, I think. Yeah. Um, 
And it was like an abridged version, but no, really good. Yeah. All right. Next one is Three Sisters. This one, I feel like have I have. Have you played this? I have played this. I have not played this one. And I liked it. It was okay. good. It didn't stand out to me. I think it was it was unique in the way it happens. I think, I can't remember where I played this, but I did think you would definitely like this I game. I think I remember you telling me I would like it, but I, so I do want to play this game. Yeah. yeah. And I will tell you, this is one that I thought there's no way I'm going to like this game. Yeah. It's called Three Sisters. It's yeah. about being in a garden, grow, growing crops and flowers. Yeah. But honestly, it's it's fun. Yeah, I thought it was a Halloween game because they saw pumpkins. In That's it. what I thought yeah, too. But it's not. No, okay. and I thought that was fire behind it on the thing. Well, I thought corn. I was like, what? Well, it is corn. Yeah. Yes, and there are no children <laughs> in that corn. Okay. So, all right. I totally misread the box cover on I this. Understand this? Still ended up liking the game. Okay. This one's interesting. This is Fleet the Dice Game. Yes. Have not played this. No. This had a big description on that BGG list I was talking about. Yep. This had a big thing about it. So I want to track down a copy of this game. Yeah, there's not, not yeah. much I can say about this, no. but I do. I want to play it. First of all, it the cover on it looks great. So Fleet the Dice Game. Next one is... I like the, the description here. The the dice Fleet the Dice Game is a lot less dangerous and a lot less smelly than high real high sea fishing. I can see that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's... <laughs> All right, the next one is Rajas of the Ganges, the Dice Charmers. Yep. All right, I haven't played the original one of this, and I did not know there was a roll and write, but that sounds interesting. People love Rajas of the Ganges, yep. which is one of my biggest regrets that we got that game and I think sold it unplayed. Oh. Yes, so... Why it was, did we do that? Uh, because we had a huge backlog of games, and we just thought, I don't know if this hit the table, and we it got went rid of away. it. Yep. And so, now we'll never get it back. Never again. <sighs> Who knows? We might. All right. So <laughs> which ones would you add to this list? Okay. So I would start off by adding, I'll mention the big one, Twilight Inscription. Twilight Inscription is yeah. a must because yeah. that is one of probably the most expensive roll and writes. It, it is the most expensive. I think, and it is also the longest roll and write. You probably play it th- two, three hours, right? It's about two hours. Two but hours, I don't, yeah. That and Hadrian's Wall yeah. are the longest. But um, this one's about $60, $70, I think. Yeah. But it's well worth it. it it's has, incredible. It's it, incredible. The people that I heard that don't like it don't like Roland Wrights. Right. Everyone else that I've heard that's played it likes Roland Wrights. So if you don't like Roland Wrights, but you like Twilight Inscription, then just don't play this. But if you like Roland Wrights, then you're going to love this You mean game. Twilight Imperium? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, and that's yeah. the thing, because I used yeah. to say, if you like TI4, yeah. you'll like this. It's a bridge. But that's not true. No. If you like TI4 and you like or don't mind Roland Wrights, this is for you. Yeah. But if you don't like Roland Wrights, this will not change your mind. No. But if you like TI4, which I do. And even if you like Roland Wrights and have never played TI4, like me. Right. You're still going to like this game. You will. Yeah. Because it's just, it really does yeah. capture the essence of TI4 yeah. in a Roland Wright. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before. We've reviewed it on the channel, yeah. so I won't go too far into no. it, but that... That is one. Yes. And the next one I would go with is Floor Plan. Uh, yep, I had that on my list too. Floor yep. Plan is just such a fun game. I yep. mean, you're an architect, you're you're designing pretty much your land, which yeah. you have a house, trees, all this. It's a lot of fun. And the ending on this, it's one of those rolling rides that at the end, that's what makes it really fun because yeah. you get to see everyone else's house and you're like, dude, you stuck like six closets in this bedroom. Yes. Why would you do that? You're like, I just... I have a lot of clothes. And really, you know they did it only to get these certain points or to yeah. get these objectives. Yeah. But it's just so funny to it see. It is really fun. It almost reminds me of Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Yep. In yes. a Roland right. Yes. Because you're uh-huh. just making stuff. To get points. To get points. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a great description. Yeah, that is it too. Yeah, and it's just it, yeah. the end is just as funny on oh, this. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I love floor plan. Okay, my the next one I had on my list was on tour. I had on tour too, yep. and I like that because that's again almost missed it as a rolling right because mm-hmm. I put it as a group game. Yeah, there are certain games that we have in our party section. Yes, that when people come over on tour on tours in there, yep. and so is long shot, long shot. Yeah. But yeah, on tour is is a great oh, great role. Oh, it's a great right. game. Yes. Now another one. This is surprise. This surprised me. Uh huh. And I think the reason, the way I know if I like a game is if it sticks with me and if I kind of go through it in my mind mm-hmm. and want to play it again. And this one, I do want to play again. And it is Zombie Side Gear Up. Yes. I actually enjoyed that game That's, more than I thought I would. I really, really like that game. Yeah, and yeah. I just. It's I'm glad we got that. That was the last, the last 30 minutes of Gen Con. We snagged that one. Yeah. And I'm so glad we got that. I am too. And I, yeah. it was one that while I was playing it, I was like, I'm not sure if I like this no. game. Oh, we were in the middle of playing it. I'm like, I love this game. So, yeah. yeah. So that's... Yeah. All right. So th- those are the ones I would add to the list. I also had Merchants of Magic. That's a good one too. And that I really one, like that one. Yeah. Um, that's a really good game. That's surprisingly... Um, a yeah. buddy of ours has it and... I think we might buy it from him if mm-hmm. he wants to sell it. If he wants to. But hey, hey. it's really good. He <laughs> mentioned it doesn't hit the table a lot because his other gaming group doesn't like it. And I don't know why. This Merchants of Magic has a roll and write, but it also has a drafting mechanic. Yes, where all it does. These, core, these cards are circling around yeah. the table. So an item that might be out on your turn might not be out on my turn, which the item that was out on your turn would help me more than that item that's out on my turn, which yeah. I do kind of, I like very that. word yeah. salad, but yes. <laughs> so, but it's like you see. That was a lot of word salad, it? was. Wasn't it? You see, you see it to be that way. an item coming your way. Yes. And you're like, I'm going to prepare because you have to meet certain requirements yes. to get that yes. item when it comes. Uh-huh. So as you see it coming your way past other people on uh-huh. every turn. You're like, I'm going to prepare myself for that item. Yes. And what's fun is sometimes by the time it, it, it gets there, it's gone. Yeah. Because someone in front of you has taken it because yeah. they also see the item coming. Yeah. All of that player interaction, and that I think is what sets us apart from other rolling rights, mm-hmm. is there's a great deal of player interaction. There is. It's not just comparing your final score. No. It is interacting as a group. Correct. Yes. And that's one very few do it. Yeah. That's the other nice thing about Longshot, too. That is a roller ride that does have group interaction. It does. It does. Yeah, Things like Welcome yeah. To don't. No, no. But, um, yeah, these yeah. do have... Yeah. You know what? Now that I'm looking at it, the majority of the ones I do enjoy have player interaction. Yeah. That's surprising. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the other one I like I mentioned is Sonora. It's the Flickin' Right. Forgot about yes. that one. Do we I, own that hoop? owns that that we know i don't think we own that one right no i think we had the chance to own that one but we didn't i okay. really wish we. Would i have. really liked that game and I did then too. also rolling realms which is by stone meyer have you played that i, played I have that. played yeah. Ro- rolling I realms really we have like, that i really like rolling realms yeah we needed yeah. i played that two or three times yeah that's a really that's a fun tongue-in-cheek kind of meta yeah. type i like how they do that because you can play like the card is like the wingspan card and yes. you know yeah like stone my games i really i do really like that a lot i will always remember that as the last one we played at gamers of the gulf yes, coast and we were so tired and they were putting up tables all around us and we're like we got to finish this game yeah. we got to finish this game. it was like speed rolling realms too yes. because they were waiting they're all standing around us waiting for our table and we're like okay next it was yes. chaos so we had to play yes. it again yeah, all the way through we did so, all right. So, anything else on your list? No, that was it. All right. So, those are our favorite rolling rights. 
and the ones we added to this list. We will do a full roll and write. Yeah, in a little top while, 10. I want to do a top 10 of all my roll But I want to play a couple more and get a couple yeah. more in there because there are some that I think might make the list. Yeah. So if there's any roll and writes that we have forgotten. And that we need to play. Yes, please let us know. Let us know. Yeah, and definitely. I love roll and writes, so please tell us all of them. Exactly. And you can, <laughs> uh, as always, you can email us in at show at mainlygames.com. Yep. Check out our link tree at mainlygames.com where you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all that fun stuff. Yep. But as usual, hey, thank you guys so much for for tuning in. Thanks for listening. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.